without further ado let us get into the word of god if you have your bible kindly go to the book of genesis chapter 37 verses 19 through 28 genesis chapter 37 verses 19 through 28 dreamer is coming come therefore let us now kill him and cast him into some pit and we shall say some wild beast has devoured him we shall see him what will become of his dreams but reuben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said let us not kill him and reuben said to them shed no blood but cast him into this pit which is in the wilderness and do not lay a hand on him that he might deliver him out of the hands and bring him back to his father so it came to pass when joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped joseph of his tunic the tunic of many colors that was on him then they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty there was no water in it and they sat down to eat a meal then they lifted their eyes and looked and there was a company of ishmaelites coming from gilead with their camels bearing spices balm and myrrh on their way to carry them down to egypt so judah said to his brothers what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood come and let us sell him to the ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him for he is our brother and our flesh and his brothers listened then midianite traders passed by so the brothers pulled joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver and they took joseph to egypt thank you boss let's start with a quick word of prayer Lord our heavenly father we thank you lord for this time we are grateful that you have given us another brand new day another opportunity to be in your presence master we thank you that your goodness and your mercy has surrounded us lord we pray that this morning that your mighty holy spirit will minister unto us master we pray that your mighty holy spirit will take control of our life We pray that your mighty Holy Spirit will grip our hearts. Let every wretched devil that is at war against this hour of prayer, this hour of meditation, be bound and be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Anoint these lips of clay. Make these words relevant to our life and make it revelatory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Most of you know about Joseph, so it's a very difficult task for me to... to bring uh, or to preach a slightly different perspective because i'm sure that you heard so much about joseph and it is amazing how god operates in joseph's life and from this specific scripture portion i believe there are a few things that are very relevant for the times that we live in and the situations that we face and the problems that we are surrounded the path that we 
go through every day in our life. So I'm going to share a few perspectives with the help of the Holy Spirit. As preachers, we are very good about talking about the light of God. We are very good about talking about the goodness of God, the strength of God, the power of God. And we speak about different perspectives that God moves. But seldom do we hear about darkness. Today I want to give you a slightly different perspective about darkness. When you look at how God operates in his children's life, let me remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, that God's best work, God's greatest work, happens in darkness. It is in the darkness of a womb that a child is marvelously formed. The Bible says that the whole earth was surrounded with darkness. And he says, let there be light. While we are focused about the light, seldom do we remember there is a work that happens in the darkness. When the whole world was surrounded with darkness, something happened. Whenever we are stuck or we are surrounded with darkness, we begin to question a lot of things about God. When our life is surrounded with darkness, it feels like or the enemy constantly plays in our mind, where is God? When your child's life is going down the drain, when your health is going down the drain, when relationships are failing, when your finances are collapsing and darkness surrounds your life, you have many questions. Why in the world am I going through this? Why am I surrounded with darkness? Because in darkness, you have no control. We always like to have control over our life. We always like to know where we are going, what we are going to do, when we are going to do, how we are going to do. That's how man operates. But let me remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, that's not how God operates. God moves in such a way, it is beyond human mind to comprehend what he's doing. And that is exactly what happens in Joseph's life. He was a man who was loved by his father. He was a man who was loved by his father to such an extent that his entire brothers or the group of brothers, they are so mad. They're so upset. And now they begin to scheme. You will be amazed, my dear brothers and sisters, <laughs> that the people you live with, that the people you work with, that the people you fellowship with, they may laugh in front of you, they may sit with you, have a meal with you, but you have no clue what is happening deep inside their mind. What happens deep inside their heart? The schemes that they are plotting, the things that are revolving around their head, you will be amazed by how man flips. That is why the Bible says, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks 
deep inside your heart and my heart. And the Bible says that the group of brothers are sitting together and they're scheming and here comes Joseph. Joseph is a man who's loved and when you are loved, you think everybody loves you. When you are loved at home, when you are loved at church, you think everybody is like that. And then you get into this wild world. And it's a, it's, a, it's a very rude awakening to find out that it's not the case. Joseph was loved, so he thought everybody loved him. And here this brother comes laughing and wondering what he's going to do with his brothers. And to his great surprise, something happens and there are twists of events. Have you ever been surprised by people? <laughs> Most of you look very religious and pious, so I think you don't know what I'm talking about. But I have faced so many surprises that now surprises don't surprise me. You will be amazed by the fact that the ones who quote the scripture portion can speak things that will send you into a coma. So I'm very scared with people actually. But at the same time you cannot hate people because of one bad experience. You cannot stop loving people. The point I'm trying to make is that people will surprise you. People will shock you. You cannot put your trust on man. And that does not mean you stop loving people, you stop giving, you stop sharing, you stop caring. That's not what I'm talking about. You got to keep God and be careful and always remain alert in your spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will give you clues. He'll give you glimpses. If you are alert in your spirit, you can easily catch certain clues that he's giving you. That is the reason why today marriages are crumbling. Because when the Lord gives clues, when you are young, you're strong, you're healthy, you just don't care about the clues. Because your flesh is telling you something, your mind is telling you something, your folks are telling you something, but most often, the Holy Spirit is telling you something. And we turn deaf to that mild voice. It's not that voice that keeps yelling at home. It's that mild voice that keeps talking to you. So Joseph comes to his brothers and to his great surprise, they get hold of him and the first thing they do is they strip him of his coat. You must never forget, my dear brothers and sisters, that this is exactly how the enemy operates. He will strip you of your love he will strip you of your health. He'll strip your relationships. He'll strip your dignity. He'll strip your finances. And he will make sure that every good thing that the good Lord has blessed you with is stripped from you. 
if you are not careful if you open your doors to him you can be assured that the moment he steps in he'll start stripping you and you will be in a shock you will not know how to react at the most unexpected hour he'll strike your child at the most unexpected hour he'll strike your health at the most unexpected hour he will strike you and guess what they do they strip him of his coat and the very next thing they throw him into a pit a pit that was surrounded with darkness that's why i've titled this message it's just a pit stop when you are a man who carries a destiny on your head when you are a woman who is chosen and called for his purpose every pitfall turns into a pit stop joseph's brothers schemed and threw him into the pit they thought this was going to be a pitfall but least they know that this was just a pit stop i don't know how many of you follow car races a pit stop is very very critical for the success of the driver it is during this pit stop the the worn out tires the old tires are replaced refueling takes place any minor fixes are taken care of and then they are off for the next lap and after a certain period of time there's another pit stop my dear brothers and sisters it is my duty to tell you sometimes god will put your life on a pause god will put your entire belonging into a nutshell it may look like it's crazy it may look like you have no control over it it may look like you're drowning it may look like there is no ray of hope but let me remind you today that it's just a pit stop for your life today whatever situation that is killing you the problem that you think is drowning you it's not a pitfall my my message for one person or one of you or few of you or all of you is that it's just a pit stop just look at the person next to you and say it's just a pit stop i did that so that you wake up from your sleep now the bible says that they threw him into the pit and guess what the brothers are doing now they are getting ready to feast on a meal the moment they sit down to have a meal the bible says they see a group of ishmaelites coming when your enemies scheme against you when people sit and plan against you god will never allow them to be at peace and at rest you cannot have a meal scheming and plotting against somebody god will disrupt your plan god sends a clear message to this group of people that joseph is my child 
you must remember that you are his he will never let people disrupt you and allow them to be at peace so immediately god sends rescue in the most unexpected form though many times we expect god to rescue us in a specific direction in a specific way through known people through known resources but let me remind you my dear brothers and sisters you have no clue who will come into your life giving you the keys to your destiny that is the reason why i have always been a strong believer of the fact that you have to be broad minded and not fraud minded when you are fraud minded when you are narrow minded you will run like a horse and you will miss out on the greatest opportunities that god brings to bless you so be open to what god is doing in your life sometimes it will be a change of job sometimes it will be your a change in your finances sometimes there's a change in your health but be open to what god is going to do in your life you cannot be rigid you must have the nimbleness of mind and the liquidity of thought to move as and when god takes you so the ishmaelites arrived to his rescue god sends a message to his brothers you cannot kill joseph until i finish my work and that's the message for somebody today god will let you will not let you die till he finishes his good work in your life he will not let your child be destroyed until the good work is completed so the ishmaelites come to joseph's rescue and you know what is amazing the bible says while the brothers are plotting Reuben comes up and says let's not kill our brother let's not do anything like this he's trying to rescue joseph at that point but joseph does not hear this you will be surprised that god will raise a reuben in your life that your ears will not hear that your eyes will not see but this ruben is talking on your behalf at the right time with the right people in the right place that is the beauty of god he hides everything from you and me but there's a work that is happening in the background your next promotion you should remember that ruben is talking on your behalf but he will not let you hear about it he will not show you God will prepare that life partner but somebody else is preparing on the background but he won't let you see it you should know that there is a ruben that God will always place in your life when you are a man of destiny when you are a woman of destiny for sure there will be a ruben somewhere so ruben speaks on his behalf it's amazing to have people speak on your behalf because it is very critical my dear brothers and sisters that is why you cannot talk whatever you want to people because you don't know who that ruben is every relationship you have to be careful of 
I still remember a couple of years back, you know, I was so frustrated with a lot of things and while preaching, I said something about politics, which I shouldn't have. And after prayer in New Jersey, it's a, it's a common practice that people will wait for prayer. So this lady waited patiently. She came to me. She said, I didn't appreciate what you spoke about politics. But God spoke to me about these, these, these points. And I'm truly blessed. She gave me a small offering and she left. That was the last time I saw this lady. Now when I look back at it, it was my foolishness that I used the platform that God gave me to talk about him and I spoke something foolish and I lost a soul. So I made a decision that because of my foolishness, nobody should leave. If they want to leave, it's their choice. God bless that soul. But my words, my foolishness should never turn a soul away from Christ. I'm not saying that she turned away from Christ, but I'm saying I never saw her after that. Perhaps I was the avenue for her to bring God's word and I feel so miserable about it. So the point I'm trying to make, we've got to be careful with our words. We've got to be careful with the people that God has placed around us. So Reuben comes to his rescue. And the Bible says that they carry Joseph from the spit and they sell him as a slave. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? The same people who schemed against him, the same people who plotted against him, God used the same people to lift him from the pit. The same people who push you down, the same people who hurt you, most likely God will use the same person to bless you. Let me give you another example. The Bible says that Apostle Paul goes to an island called Malta. And when he goes there, he begins to prepare fire. And as he starts building on this fire, a viper comes out and this joker bites on his hand. And this brother just takes it and throws it like a toy. But the people around him are looking at him. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. When will he die? When will this fellow fall down? When will he die? Have you had people around you like that who are waiting for you to fall but in front of praise the Lord, brother. I love you to my heart, brother. You are right. You know, after coming here is when I found out that people say whatever they want and then they'll say, you know, I'm joking, right? You are right, you're joking. It's an amazing way. You know, I've learned so much after coming to this country in the last 12 years. Because in our household back home, if they don't like you, they'll show it with their face, with their tone, with their words. You know that the brother doesn't like you. Here you crack a joke and say what you want. You know I'm joking, right? It's amazing it is. So people around him are waiting for his downfall and waiting for his death. But nothing happens. And to everybody's amazement, Paul does not die. 
And if you read the Bible carefully, the Bible says the same group of people who called Paul a murderer, who called Paul a sinner, the same group of people take a 180 degree turn and say, this man is special. This man has the power of God on him. This man is different from the others. And the same group of people take care of Paul for the remaining stay in Malta. If only I was in Paul's place and if I did not die, I would have called that loud mouth and given him one tight slap. And I would have told him that, you know, I'm not dead, right? What did you say? This is how we operate. But God will use the same group of people and he will turn things around and use the same people who pushed you down to bless your life. So be on the watch out and see how God is going to move things in your life. And now Joseph is taken from the pit and he's sold as a slave into Egypt. So now is when the sermon is starting. If you've slept this long, it's fine. Last 10 minutes, please stay awake. This is the crux of the sermon. You know, recently we were blessed with a child. And nearing delivery, my wife uh, was very keen that I should stay with her in the labor room. I said it's not happening. Because one, I'm not, I may look big, but at heart I'm very weak. If I see blood for sure, I will have to get admitted. That's how I am. So I said I'm not coming to the labor room. You know, I'm not like these other thugs who say, oh, I'll be there with you, baby, honey. No, 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 no. I said no way because expectation setting is very key. So I kept giving this message that I cannot come to the labor room. But for some reason, the child decided to show up one week ahead of schedule. So at 12.30 in the night, she finishes her work. And I'm so scared that I told her I'm going to sleep in the other room. So I'm typically sleeping in another room. At 2 a.m., she calls me saying that my water broke. I cannot tell you how upset I was with God. Because I don't know what to do. Nobody's there. Because in our house, we didn't have anybody in the medical field. I've hardly seen people go to the hospital. I have never been to a hospital till recently. And so I'm freaking out. But you know, as a brother, you cannot show your weakness, right? The sister will feel bad. So I'm pretending to be like a lion. But on the inside, I'm like a cat. So with great fear in my mind, in my heart, I somehow brought her down. I got her into the car and we rushed into the ER. They said, the baby is not coming right now. It will take a while. So I said, thank you, Jesus. Please postpone it for till her mom comes. And next day they say that she's ready for labor and I had no choice. They pushed me into this room. So I'm not exaggerating. She's lying down on the bed here. There are nurses, doctors, and behind her, there's a wall. So I'm standing right next to her, looking at this wall for a few hours. So the nurses are saying, you can come here and see how this head is coming out. I said, heck no. 
So they said, you should see this. It's an experience. I said, I'm not seeing this. Don't call me. So I'm just staring at this wall. So they are telling my wife, you should push, you should push. She's holding, she's pushing. I am just not attending to any of this. I'm just staring at this wall. All of them are giggling behind me. So then the baby comes out. They say, you should cut the umbilical cord. I said, heck no. Don't call me at all. I said, first wash the baby, wrap him up, and then I'm going to look at him. But jokes apart, as I was standing there and I was staring at this wall, I was wondering, how could I relate this to a sermon? This is how my mind is running. So I'm standing and I'm looking and I'm wondering how I can plug this into a sermon. Then I remembered about Joseph. If you look at God's greatest blessings, a child is formed and it comes out in trimesters. Each trimester, there is a level of growth that takes place. If you look at Joseph's life, this pit was his first trimester. God taught him how people around him are. God taught him how it would be if people stripped you of your dignity, stripped you of every good thing in your life. And they sell him as a slave into Potiphar's house, second trimester. The second trimester takes place in Potiphar's house. God begins to teach him administrative skills. Have you ever heard of a slave being an accountant? Have you ever heard of a slave running a, a, an important person's house? Only God can do something like this. In the second trimester, God teaches him something. And when he prepared him at that level, he moves him to the third trimester. That was the prison. The first trimester in the pit, the second trimester in Potiphar's house, and the third trimester in the prison. And after he went through each phase of growth, and after God took him through each pit stop, stripped all the unwanted things from his life, taught him valuable lessons, gave him valuable skills, God prepared him to bring him into the palace. Today you could be in one of this trimester. Don't be upset and mad when God places you in this phase. Because you don't know what God is teaching you. So many people ask me, what is the greatest joy for you after becoming a father? I said, there is no joy. Responsibilities increase. But I learned so much from this child. Sometimes I'm so mad and upset about silly things. And when I look at this child, he's so happy for the most silly thing. I'm like, I wish I could be like this child, happy for the smallest things. So I learn many things every day looking at him very closely. While you are busy being busy, while you are busy fighting this battle called life, let me remind you, my dear brothers and sisters, that this is not a pitfall. This 
stage that God is taking you through is just a pit stop. He's preparing you. He's taking things away from you. He's moving people away from you. He's bringing new people into your life. He's opening new things in your life. And if you are able to go with the flow, you will be amazed what God will do in your life. The next time your life is on pause, I want you to remember that it's just a pit stop. So I invited, I told the brothers that I wanted the choir to sing a song. I'm going to do something that I normally don't do. And the reason is, in order to come here and preach, you have no idea how much pain I had to endure in the last two days. Out of the blue, excruciating pain. So I knew that today this package is very critical for somebody. So I've just asked them to sing one stanza of a song and if you're able to stand, I'd request you to stand and, and I'm going to offer a small prayer for you and I'm going to pray with you, along with you that God will show you and do certain things in your life. We will close in a few minutes so if you're able to stand, kindly stand and we will close in prayer. And I want you to close your eyes, prepare your heart while they sing this song and we will close. And all my life you have been so, so good, Lord, with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good, Lord. Every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Master, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, your grace that has surrounded us, Master. It may look like we are in a pit right now, but we know that it's just a pit stop, Master. We know that your goodness will never leave us, Master. Even during these dark moments, even during these tough moments, when the enemy says that it is over, we know that your goodness comes in search of us, Master. We know that your goodness is always surrounding us. When millions lost their lives in these last two years, Master, your mercy, your grace, and your goodness surrounded us, Master. And that is the reason we are alive today, Lord. We thank you, Master. We thank you for every pit that you place us in because we know that you have a plan in our life a plan for us to prosper and a plan not that we 
destroyed master we thank you lord we thank you and we pray master for every single person with a broken body every single person with a broken heart for every single person whose child's life is broken for every single person whose finances are broken whose relationships are broken lord we pray that you will intervene in their life today master let your mighty holy spirit take control of their life and bring them out of that pit master and shine that light over their life shine that light over their body shine that light over that person they are praying for shine that light master in the direction that they have to go and let them know that your goodness is always with them master wherever they go whatever they do that your mercy and grace will always be with us because we are chosen enable us to lead a holy life enable us to lead a life that is pleasing in your sight master and let us stay faithful even if we are pushed to a pit master even when you are grooming us even when you are testing us even when you are teaching us enable us to dwell in your word and let your word dwell in us master we pray that you will move in our lives give us the travel mercy and we pray that you will be with each of us master we ask this in your mighty and matchless name